0: for a way to be inspired. We should be able to feel the feelings that a is supposed to have during this time. And it's a difficult task. We always try to bring somebody in, somebody that could inspire us before before We were hoping that we'd have Rabbi Varnum for a Shabbos. It was a little bit of a mix-up, and we, we weren't zayah this year. Baruch Hashem, we're very, very happy that He came to give us this slot from all the way up from Mansi to come and to inspire us and uh, take it all in. The Rav comes, has been coming for many, many years, and He has a way of getting into the Kishkis of us and really inspiring us, and it's a tremendous cause take advantage of it, listen to every word. They're very... Thank you for coming. Fishman called and asked if uh, Shabbat didn't work out, can I come up? And the truth is that we have such a hush of ailem uh, here, of Mavakshim, that I look forward to it because hopefully some of the things that we say will have a on myself, some of the other adults in the room, and much of it primarily aimed at the uh Hashababakram here. And at the risk of sounding too optimistic before Tishabov. One very honest person asked me this week, I'm not really good at the nine days. And Tishabov is even worse. Does the Kajabahu want me to get depressed? At least they were honest. They know the answer, Khajbahu, wants us to focus, and certain times of the year are naturally more given to Simcha and Shira, and this time of the year, our Karaj never wants us to be depressed. He wants us to focus on what wrongs, so we can figure out where to fix it and what the Atzah Sayyidzer is all year round. We should know how to deal with it. So when the person said it, I told them that you can't even talk about that way, reference to Akash Baruch, even Zahavamin, and they said, Yeah, but they get very nervous when they have to think about sad things. I said, I understand, but the question is what does Akash Baruch want us to remember, and what does Akash Baruch want us to see within the Torah? We're going to get to that in a very small way in the middle, maybe toward the end. But let me begin with a very famous Pasuk and a very famous Safonai, which appears in the Parsha. Mashra Benu is telling over what happened and what went wrong in the midbar, giving them a little Musar Beremiz. And after the Chetam the way Moshe Rabbeinu says it over here in Devarim, mm-hmm. That sounds like the comment we opened with. Say what you want in your worst moment. But for the Doradea to even think a statement, let alone say it, that the sin is Hashem, Hashem hates us, that we finally figured it out after 40 years, and the whole reason we left Mitzrayim was to get killed in Erez Kanaan. If this were the Pashup Shat, the, this would be the worst of era, bar none in the entire existence of Klaizu on the Midbar. How do you say such a thing? Say, we're scared, we're nervous. sinus Hashem, how can they accuse the Kodesh Baruch Hashem hates us, and that's why he set us up for this disaster. We're going to go into Eriskanah, we're going to get killed. And that's why everyone's crying. So, what was the Havimina? So Sophani over there, Sophani usually has one or two lines. B'Sinus Hashem, R'sanu. Al ma'ashavadna It's v'vitzrayim. Safarna is the key to the whole Sugius. It wasn't, Rahmatullah, they didn't mean it as apikursis. They didn't mean to taina, they didn't mean to complain. They held that they were really bad Semr and they had a long history of doing Avara Zarah and Mitzrayim. And they know, yesh Din Dayan. And all these years, we never got punished the ego, which they didn't even mean Hashem that there was an Inish right away. And they're still waiting for the real Inish what happened before. They couldn't understand it, and they're waiting and waiting. And the Hashem Hashem hates us because we deserve it. And therefore, now we finally understand. Now that we got the reports from the Maradlim that we can't possibly take over its Israel says, There's no problem because conc- conqueres Israel in in ten seconds. That's not the problem. We're not questioning Kashborg's ability. Hashem's not gonna do it for us because we don't deserve it. So there's the old Story of the Bachar came to Navardic and the first Musa said, "There he was screaming already. I'm a Gornish. I'm a Gornish." And the Mashkia came over and said, "Young man, you just got here. You can't be a Gornish yet. It takes work, and it takes a lot of balance." And what everybody has noticed in this particular dar is that the Eitzahara is working overtime in a few areas because he was. Feeling very insecure, Achshav Limra throughout the year, and for the last few decades in the summer, like nobody ever expected. So he's got to work on, especially Bachurim, but anybody is learning. Bachurim, you should know how special you are is that your mom is public enemy number one. The Yitzchak Zahara can't stand Bachur learns when he's younger and he's and is growing, is a very big threat to his existence. So if he can't come up with a straight uh, argument, don't learn, it's not worth it. If he can't come up with that, he'll use the argument that you're really not choshev enough to be doing this, you're not really being matzliach, and if you haven't received an eynush yet for whatever you think you're supposed to get an eynush for, it's coming. We just haven't had the other shoe drop yet, but it's coming. So be nervous, and when something happens, then you'll say, B'sunus Hashem, we believe in Akash Baruch when and we deserve it this was considered the Aveira that kept them in the Midbar when they said it and the Gzera went out, they would be there for 40 years and anybody who said this and agreed to this wouldn't go into Eretz Israel. now were they right or were they wrong? Was there Avodah Zarah done in Mitzrayim? Yes a lot of it? Yes, they fell to Mantesha Eretz yes with the Chayven of Arazar, Kedimantari? Yes, one of the Zion Mitzvahs. No, a good Cheshman. So, why was it wrong? Ape Shamayah Galia, Kosh Baruch brought them to Isi and I, gave a couple of Soterra, and they started again. The ones who were doing less of Arazar, one fifth made it out. But the Kosh pressed some sort of reset button, and they started again. Akasha and Amaysa. Kosh is giving them nace after nace. They don't have to say, well, maybe there's an Einish coming. The question is how to deal with it, R.A.S. when an Einish comes. Not to be worried if a Kosh Baruch promises you that you have Siyat and you seem to be doing well to question it. Going back, many examples. I picked a few from recent parishes. Going back to Parishas Kukas. So Rashi says that after Arun A was Nifter, they were attacked by a moloch. They were so caught off guard they moved back seven stations. They moved back. Everything was measured and where they stopped and where they started and they moved back. Seven, I can't call my dragas, but they knew clearly where they were and they had this tremendous pachad that were moving backwards, not forwards, and Maybe we did something wrong, and maybe they started thinking maybe our parents were right, and maybe this isn't going to work. And until now, with a new and we're going forward, but now we're going seven steps backwards. And if you look, the next Pusik is a complaint about the Mon. First, you want to know why are they complaining about the Mon now? So Rashi says, No, what was their tremendous Pachat about the Mon? What does Rashi say? A volunteer? Mon was gavaldic. Tastes like whatever you wanted, and your imagination was the only limit. And every morning, breakfast, lunch, supper as What was the downside? No. It you kept eating and eating and eating and eating, and um, they saved many rooms in the tent that would have been set aside for facilities and washrooms. They didn't need any. Baruch Hashem. So, Rashi says, they said, this is not normal. We're, we're eating and eating and eating. It's not uh, human beings. They, we're going to blow up. So, did you ever think about it, Rashi? you going to blow up? They're eating this for a long, long time. Depending how young you were 38 years, 30 years, 20 years, a long time. Now you're going to blow up? What brought this on? The answer is. That until now made sense. Waiting Mon, or we have Nisim nice in flows and we deserve it. All of a sudden now, we're about to go and take this swell. I'm like a taxi, we move back seven steps. So, must be, we don't deserve it. And we're not really doing as well as we should be doing. And the Mon is Mamish Lechem for Malachim. And now we're going to start blowing up. So far, it sounds like they're really shtigying with their anivas, and uh, it's good to look into yourself to check if you're doing something wrong, but this is the nakuda over here. The balance which you always have to keep, which we will hopefully develop in the short time we have, is that for somebody who is learning and shtigying and growing, especially in this dar, a little bit of criticism, a little bit of musr, a little bit of self-doubt, very little and if it's coming on more than that that I'm looking back at the week at the month, at the zaman, I didn't really accomplish and my doing more that's a standard machla in yeshiva the machla doesn't leave even for younger light it doesn't leave for people who are much older because if the Yitzhahar is not going to convince us that it's not worthwhile to try he'll convince us that it's not working and why bother? And it's hard to blame them in the matzah. Seven steps back, and Mohammal <clears throat> against Amalek was a special fear they had because they've had it before. So how do we address this? So I brought me the copies of two very famous letters, which, if the Bacharom are either taking notes or listening to a recording afterwards, this is something you might need just a quick chazar or a few minutes a day. Not lafuke the adults in the room, I'm talking to myself also. But we have a, a matzav where, if the has come that I'm not really steiging and I have so many chesrenes, and therefore, since I'm so far behind, the next sentence is. We don't spell it out because we're not going to say it befairish, but the next sentence is, why bother? Why try so hard? Why bother? It doesn't mean I'm leaving yeshiva. It means uh, I'll be in yeshiva. I'll have to try there, mitzviyanim in the shir, and uh, then there's me. Uh, what's the sheikh? So the first famous letter wasn't even written to a yeshiva boche. It was written to a balabas who had left yeshiva. Apparently he was learning at Chaim Berlin. And the machab of the letter is, is all. And apparently from the incoming letter, we see this in the response, the incoming letter was a person complaining that he left yeshiva and he wasn't holding in his ruchnius and his sadarim were not what he wants it to be and he was complaining about the terrible matzav in his ruchnius. I'm just going to take a few lines from each of these letters that deserves more focus. Mafutna tells him, it starts when you're young, when a person who can't who is intelligent, who has the focus and the proper and he wants to shteig, and he has setbacks. Sometimes two steps forward, one step backwards, sometimes seven steps backwards. Sometimes you can... Look at a whole week or a whole month. it looks like the whole thing was undone. Uh, I wish this were a muscle, but recently somebody came to me and he was very down, I can't blame him. He was working for a while on a certain business and he's using this for his panosa and he already made year to date over $100,000 and he needs the money. Um, and he came to me, he said, in the last four and a half weeks, I gave back 60. That hurts. So, of course, the way the hard works, this isn't even Brooklyn It is Bukhnius, it's going to affect your Brooklyn, He said, ah, obviously, the plans are wrong, and this is uh, ridiculous in terms of the established, and he wanted to know if I agree. I said, whether I agree or disagree well, it remains to be seen, but one thing's for sure... This type of business, which I don't have to elaborate on now, is not a business you can measure month to month, and it's quite common that you can make 100, give back 60, make 200, and give back 90, make 300, and give back 400. If you have a stomach for it, you have to look at the entire year, the entire five years. That was a chiddush to him, which in a business sense, it's not a chiddush. But in Ruchnius, that's exactly what it is. And the Zahara wants to convince us over here, whether it's Zahara or not, I advised him that in the meanwhile you have a right to take a breather. Av, Elul, and Tishrei is a great time to take off. He liked that idea. He still has another line of business. But I said, you don't, I said, I think the model is good, but you have to look at the big picture. If you have a headache right now from this, take off a few months. Yetzirah, for somebody who's Learning, growing, is to make you look at the day, perhaps the week, the month, and convince you somehow that you're not growing. So, Avudner literally attacks that. He said, A person who is Dafka, Baal Sheifa, who has the kaiches, will have Bech Shalom, and Yeridus. And then he thinks automatically, And then you think you don't belong person he's talking to who happens to be working many hours a day, but he wants to be part of yeshiva still, and he, he should be. It's something you have to take with you your whole life. And he says, you think you're already out of it. Fidim yenes shonaze. And this, I'm talking about the nair, he's talking to an older person, but he said this happens with a boch, and he thinks he's not really part of the chevra that's going to be matzliach. And he thinks in his mind that li yashosu is Loshevis, b'shalves nefesh Desha, very wonderful, flowery way of describing things. said, so you think your and learning is you're sitting by a meadow on green pastures and the stream is going by and the birds are chirping and you're sitting there with the Gemara learning something like Kampagudu. you think that's life? You're sitting at base Medjish and it's beautiful outside and is the only place when it pours, the sun's still out and it's gvaldig. you think it's always going to be like that? He says, you forgot the other side, Ida Gisa, Walias, Morgaz, Miseras Ayatzer. If you're not constantly fighting with Yetzirah, you're in a gather of B'mesim Chavshim and amitzus." I tell us the Bochum all the time. It's a pretty graphic description. I said, uh, if you think you're finished with these battles, you should check your pulse. I you want to make sure you're still alive. There's no free pass, and everybody always wants to know whatever age they are, I fought this battle already, why am I fighting it today, why am I fighting it next week? Must be I'm not getting anywhere. Okay. footnote goes on to explain this famous line which he takes, he says, it's an English expression, lose a battle, win a war. And I've said this over to many both them, and they said, yeah, how many battles do I have to lose till I declare defeat? A good question. I don't mind. That's a good child. Defeat is when you're Metz, Chav and Mitzis. Before then, you're still fighting. And victory, by definition, means if you're still fighting, you didn't give up, and you're willing to take somebody's word for it, that you're getting somewhere. Some of the Bachram of the year I see once a summer. So they would probably tell me after I finish speaking, yeah, that was very good for the other ones. I'm talking, not growing. So they live with themselves. Most people do live with themselves. So day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month. Yitaka don't see it. Some of you grew a foot and a half. You don't see it. they grow physically. They won't see it. So you have to take a step back. And sometimes you have to write down, where am I going? What are the problems? And what am I doing? As we'll get to in a moment, not necessarily compare yourself to the wrong people. Well, I'll explain that right now. A has many mikhtavim that they printed up. I want to refer to two of them. One of them is in HaMishi in Sha'arishin. It's idea to see this inside. Look it up if you have time afterwards. The title of Perichamishi is Yime'ah Ava v'Yime'ah Sinav'a And he quotes, believe it or not, this is probably Rabbi Natan. Say for yosha. they believe it's Rabbanitam. Rabbanitam, a Not Marishan, Rishon. The daily has a very long piece where he describes Yimei the Yish, and describes how whenever you're fresh on a sugya or in any area of Ruchnius, you're on it and you're enjoying it, and it's Kishmak, and you don't understand what happened from one day to the next, sometimes in one hour to the next. You just lost it, and it's gone. And you're looking for it, and sometimes it comes back an hour later, sometimes a day later, sometimes a week later. Sometimes you had a bad month, sometimes a bad month. Never forget, I was recently married in Israel. I was walking in Harnov. And I met an Israeli who was a neighbor in the next building, I don't remember how we got on to it, but he told me about himself. I had met him a few months earlier. He was considered, in his title, the biggest London, the biggest mosque. Maybe. He was an ultim gadol then. And he told me, he says, I'll tell you a personal story. I had a in yeshiva that lasted not a week, not a month, not a zaman. And I was really out of it. And I was contemplating leaving yeshiva. And there was already third, fourth, fifth year, best medrash." And one of our bam got hold of me and gave me a similar schmooz. He said, the pacha that I have looking back, I bounce back, and I'm steiging, doesn't mean that every week is the same, doesn't mean that every month is the same. But looking back, my whole life was at stake. I was making decisions, convincing myself it's not for me. And it would have all been gone. When I met him, he was learning in Kailua many, many years. He said, What a month, what a man can do. So, Voba is quoting me, shenem, My Benatom says, he reads to you part of his Lashem. You should know this when you start. This is an ongoing battle, and doesn't say this about my Moshe with the pulse, but. It makes it clear that this battle is ongoing and it'll keep going at May of sermon further. As long as you're on this earth. That's a very strong lush. You you may have is when you love it. Mayasinna means that you can't do what you want to do and you feel like you're out of it. You feel like Hashem rejected you. You're probably swimming for good reason. Alcain. Okay. At a kufa, whether it's the minute, the hour, the day, the week. If you're in such a matzav, and you won't meet anybody who has not been in such a matzav. My Ben is telling you this. One Eitzah, I'm going to try to highlight the few lines that are important takeaways to Chazor over in your head. The one Eitzah is... Never, ever, ever give up to an extent that you're doing nothing. That's called yish, that's called giving up completely. And Rebbein assures you that if you hang on and you do something, the cheshek and the ava will come back. You might have to strategize how to do it and get reitzed how to do it. It'll come back. Do not say, I'll just leave it now. It'll come back. It'll come back. you just hold on, it'll come back. It's a promise, true, tried and tested. Uh, when I tell the people, Bochum, or older, in the dark hours, it's hard for them to believe. So they say, look, if it'll come back, I'll just Excuse me, I'll just exit now and leave. And one of these months, I'll get a a new light, and I'll uh, hear some sort of Gavaldic Chiddish, and I'll jump right back to the Sujit. Doesn't work like that. Rabenetan, starting with Rabenetan, it's a Rishan. And he warns you ahead of time, there will be Yemei Ava, there will be Yemei Sina, and Rav says this later on in his letter, and he says you were initial, if you're still fighting, you're being masliach. and I'm telling you, you initial, you will be initial again. In parentheses, he says, I was not over an old sudden." because if you don't tell that to people, they're going to think, as they always do, it's only me, and there's something wrong with me, and everybody else seems to be shteiging. I'm trying to tell everybody without divulging names that, no, I have this conversation with every other bacher in the yeshiva. But everybody always thinks it's only them, and why do I only have this problem? So the answer is, the problem has to be dealt with to the best of your ability, but there's still going to be you may have and you may sin. The way to win the war is, A, to keep fighting, and B, hopefully you'll have more successes than failures. Do you know how much they pay a fellow on Wall Street who guesses 20% of the time correctly? Whatever that number is, you know how much they pay a guy who... Gets 51% of the time, something even somewhat accurate. Tens of millions of dollars. The second category doesn't even exist. But as long as he's sweating, as long as he's trying. Give the muscle about a baseball player also, but that muscle you know already. So I'm trying to tell you in Wall Street, when people are actually working, they, they, they get paid for trying their best. And if they're right once in a while, then that's great. As long as you don't give up. In the second letter, it gets even more personal. And he tells this bracha that he's writing to. He named Mestakel Atta Bachaviracha as you're looking at your friends in Yeshiva. Your chavusa, your friends, your and cheer. Let's call him and He's looking around. And Volba tells him because he sees this in most people. You look at everybody else, and he says, This guy is a Zachron, this guy has a good memory. Zetayf is Kalahinian, this guy hops everything right away. And here you are, you have trouble remembering, and Yatrisi, you feel is weak, tells him he is sorry. And this is, um, we live in an age of sound bites. So 45-minute smooth, an hour smooth so you can do the chazara, but you're going to need to remember a few of these lines every single morning. This one, you can remember the first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Bechza shachar is often said when we're half asleep. So, Bechza taira, Baruch Hashem, we know, it's a with the race already, you got to say that with a lot of Kavana, that's what you're doing all day. And then we get to Bechza shachar, I was so excited to see this. This is probably the, I can't say the uh, least recognized bracha, but the further you go in any part of davening, the faster it's going to go. People start sh'mon they know the first bracha is ma'akev. OK, they you have to have on for it. Then atachayin, you know, you need brains to learn. So you ask Hashem to help you. Slachlanu. a few entries there. Refainu, you know somebody you want to help out. Barech if you're paying the bills. If you're not, you're davening for your father. And then somewhere in the middle of Shemona Esrei, you're already in Eretz Yisrael on the next you and then um, and all of a sudden you're backing up. So the further you are into something, uh, the more it's going to be neglected. Avaabu uh, says, the bracha of... She'asalikotzerki. A pashtat in this bracha is, you've made brachas already that you're able to get up, you're able to stand up, you're able to stretch your limbs, you're living, you're breathing. So means goes go on shoes a lot of people couldn't afford shoes you have shoes he says that obviously besides the shoes is the bracha that tells you that you're not Shemin you're not Levi you're not Yehuda you have the exact brain you're supposed to have the exact amount of tfisa the exact amount of memory and to even it's natural it's called kinah Kinnah's safe in time, but it could be a motivator, often it's debilitating. The natural human condition is, you're always looking at everybody else and assuming they're doing better and they're learning better, and this guy has natural cheshek, a natural masmid, a better memory, a cricket t'visa, a bigger lambden, and therefore this is not going anywhere, i got to stay in yeshiva because you got to stay in yeshiva, it's at least in here, miklat, which is true, but in terms of learning, uh, it's not really going very far. And we convince ourselves, that if I can't be him and I can't be him, it's not going to work. The Bible says the bracha, means that I have everything I need to accomplish my mission. And I'd like to add that we say this bracha every morning, which means you have to remember that what you have in terms of your job and your mission for today is what you have the tools for. And this is a crucial Nakuda for anybody who is dealing, everybody has their pekel. What gets us bent out of shape is the fact that we get up in the morning and if we would just focus on what we have in front of us, like chakras, breakfast, benching the kavana, first seder, just take and bite-size, we would do just fine. We would realize we have the kreychas to handle the next hour, the next two hours. It's just that the Yetzirah works overtime again to prove to us that, yeah, maybe you're doing it now, but you're not really such a masjid. It's not going to last. So your answer for that Yetzirah, now that you know, is, well, never heard Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tom says it's not going to last. He beat the Yetzirah to it. It's not going to last, and when I have the downtime, I'm going to get myself back into it as soon as I can. So there goes that taina. The second taina is, well, there's so many problems, so many things you have to achieve before. Okay, so Christ said that in the B'Sinus Hashem HaSanu. Hashem is not out to get anybody. Hashem is only out with Midas HaRachamim so that I might drink it to help us. And if we just realize that we say the Bech HaShach every morning and we try to internalize that Hashem is giving us the and tools we need for today, you don't have to worry about what's going to be tomorrow. You don't have to worry about what happened yesterday. It's time to do tshuva for one minute during Selach Lanu, a lot to Elul, even more during Yasser HaSamei tshuva. The rest of the year leave it be for where it's supposed to be. Because if you're too from in this department, you're, it's usually coming from the outside Yitzhak. That you're a Gurnish, and Hashem doesn't want your Avedah, and who are you to come daven? And who are you to come learn? Usulikot I have everything right now in my weapons arsenal to deal with my Yitzhak. And I only have to do this for one day, for one hour. Sometimes in a seder, it's, I say, seder, you had a rough day, and it's long, and you're tired. So break it down to... Half hour, break it down to 10 minute increments. Problem is, Yetzirah wants us to say, no, you have to solve, this is not a real solution, you need a global solution. So, Bachram, I'm still young, at least I pretend to be, so I remember, as uh, Bachram, always, in 8th grade, they're tumulting three quarters of the year where they're going for sifta and then in 10th grade, they think they're switching, then 11th grade, they think they're switching, and then 12th grade, there's another tumult, and then, okay, first year, basement, just, any of this sound familiar, then, you uh, the, the, just the amount of time and planning is like 90% of the budget. 90% of the time goes to planning, which almost never happens. And um, they're planning! Tomorrow morning. First of all, find in your sitter, turn to the page where it has this bracha Just focus on it for a minute. I think it's a tremendous every single morning. Hashem gave me what I need for now. i make a bracha tomorrow, what I need for tomorrow. And once in a while you have to make plans, usually the last day of the month or a week or two before then, if you have to take a hair somewhere else, but don't waste the days and the months and the years planning, and then they're planning to maybe start going out when the freezer might open up later, and have to start making plans for that. You can spend your whole life running after plans, and before you get a chance to enjoy what you're doing and realize that these are the best years of your life, And yes, I remember when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, I remember thinking as a teenager, I said, I "I can't possibly get more complicated than this. As a 14-year-old, I really believe that. And it's age-appropriate. I don't want to scare anybody. It can get more complicated. It can get a lot more complicated. So why am I here scaring everybody? The answer is no, it'll get more complicated and you'll have the caleb to deal with it when that complication comes. You can't possibly pass tomorrow's Nisayan if it didn't come yet. What are you worrying about tomorrow's Nisayan? You spend all this time planning on what's going to be, and if I'm holding over here, and there's so much better than me, and all the guys in the she'er. so where am I going to go? I'm not going to find the yeshiva. As Avobah will go on to explain, Asa li kaltzorchi, gam bagashmiz, gam baruchmiz, la l'malas, tafkidi b'eolom reading to you just a few lines of his exact lotion. You have a good head. I, there's not a week that goes by where I have to convince Bacharim that they have a good head. And they're arguing with me and they're debating me. I said, how can you argue for 20 minutes? You're outmaneuvering me to explain to me how dumb you are. How can that be? It's, you're obviously smart enough to debate me. You don't have to be that smart to debate me, but you, you have all the send all the answers. you figured all this out already. It says, yeah, but uh, Clape, the, uh, the other guys in the Shire, I said, oh, so you're just smarter than me, but the other guys in the Shire are real I So well, <laughs> the answer is is that it's 99% atasayets very little anivis, and he brings up Peladic Arachayim HaKaddish. He says by Kayan and Hevel, the Pussik says after Cain unfortunately kills his brother. It's a lot of different version what does it mean what was the offer to Cain? Okay. Rightfully so Avalba gets very excited about this line, what does that mean? So this time, uh, this is where I win the debate, only because I have the Haim HaKadosh on my side. So they're telling me they are smart, they're not smart, they're not Shema, they're not, not a But Avalba's main point is you don't have to pay yourself to anybody else. You have to pay yourself to yourself and on a daily or hourly basis, nothing more than that. He says much more. He says, when it comes to your own Avedis Hashem, and connecting with the Kosh Baruch your own Kudusha, your own shifus. because at the end of the day, that's what counts. How hard are you trying? Then you know what you're doing, and for you, if you claim you're slower, Taka takes you more time to Chapa's going on this year. More time to Chaz. you got to chaz more because your memory's not as good. So that means you're sweating more. That means you get more schar. And the Rechaim says that the Baruch told Kayin, it's all up to you internally, and what got you into this mess is the fact that you thought that there was a kin or sinner with your brother and you had to get rid of him to be able to succeed it fits very well with what the Avera was it said, learn how to function yourself you need chavuses, you need a chavra but learn how to function yourself in terms of your growth that you know what you're supposed to be working on you're working on it, stop looking at everybody else Barucham, I to know, why is it so difficult all the time? Happens to be that I think the difficulty is there. I think the people are focusing on what they find difficult. i like to point out that, well, you learned X amount, and you finish X amount of the and your Havana seems to be pretty good, and you seem to be enjoying the chevro, and you have an ending Shabbos, and then you go to camp. Yitzhar wants us to forget about all the good times. And the fact that the greatest sipuk, anybody here can attest to this, if you're working on something and you feel that you're in a tkufo where you're winning more than you're losing, what's more geschmack? The best kogel? Gosh, is winning a game. What's more Geschmack than knowing yourself internally that you're you had an opportunity to beat the Yitzhar and it really worked. So I get the same comeback, which I now tell them as I've time. And they say, yeah, it worked this time. Next week it's going to go back to where it was. I said, one of these weeks it will, and then you're going to bounce back again. So why is it so difficult? So Tzvah says, a why is it by Kabbalah Sater? You remember Chazal tell us that the original Anerchi Hashem, everybody fainted, passed out, and died. Parcha nishmasam. Why was that necessary? Why was that necessary? So, Sasem says to teach people that a voidah has to come even to the point of Adam Tiyam's Baal, you have to be willing to do it. No, is not going to scare people. The answer is no, because if you know the Sipuk, I was never in that matzah where I came back. But I would assume that the only thing more Geschmack than waking up in the morning, we know how geschmack that is. The reason why everybody here is smiling when they blast over the loudspeaker is because you're about to say, you woke up, you're healthy, everything's working. You can now daven, you can learn. I can't imagine a bigger simcha, which is why the high point of the day is seven in the morning here. So if you take that and you take a Kalb ochimer, you just died and you realize died, you just woke up. M'am Shri Rav Semes doesn't say this part. I think the key over here is to teach us that Miserus is going to be Parochin but then the geschmack of waking up and seeing you can overcome the issue. I'm skipping over half the chemist to get the main idea in the time we have. there's a medjush, I see it Rabbi Kiva. I saw this idea in the Milchas Asher. On Bitochen, he says, I, I think a, a fabulous uh, teretz to, a, to an obvious kasha. And I see it says, through Rabbi Kiva, it says, So Rashi brings down, who didn't want the job due to his real anivas, He's worried that he would affect the covenant of his brother. Why don't you give it to Aaron? He's the leader. he's the functioning leader. Rabbi Kiva says that was if it's not going to be Aaron, my brother, it shouldn't be me, let it be Rabbi Kiva. Similar to the Gemara where he saw Rabbi Kiva darshining all the tagim, and you have somebody like that, what are you giving the terror to me for? But this isn't about terror. This is about taking a lot of Mitzrayim and leading Klausel what did he see in Rabbi Kiva? All the leaders, all the Shafetim, all the Nevi'im, all the Tanam, what did he see in Rabbi Kiva? Tyra, we know. What did he see in terms of leadership that he felt Rabbi Kiva would do a better job? So, we know that right after Chaita Egel, Moshe Rabbeinu asked Akash Baruch to see deeper into the meters of Akash Baruch Hu. Hazar explained, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to know the age old Kasha at Sadig Rala Roshavatevlu. Chazasha wants to know, why did Moshe Rabbeinu ask it over here? It's a good Kasha. It's hard to understand the Misrah of Goshbacha. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu ask it over here after Chet Egel? One thing is pretty clear the people about the Chet Egel Chai Misrah, the ones that weren't, were spared. What was bothering Moshe Abedna at Sadig Rala Roshavatevlu? And he says, which is our theme, Mesh Rabbeinu couldn't understand. Leaving Mitzrayim was not easy. The selection press was not easy. 20% left. We had to turn over the entire country. We finally got to Hassina Kabbalah, Teira. This is the infancy of Klay Yisrael. We've got to get it off the ground. We're finally here, Kabbalah, Satera. I'm not even down from Harsinah yet. I come down. And Klay Yisrael is involved in a Chayta eagle? If it's broken now, we don't stand a chance. So Meshach Ben, was concerned about his leadership, and what is Klai's soul going to do? If something happened a year later, five years later, ten years later, You going to take this role. This is, it didn't even get off the ground. They heard, the beginning of it says, this, I'm delivering Tyra now. I get down, I have to get down. i told to go down, because he's already involved in the Wazir. He says, ah how is this going to work? His question was now, because I don't understand Yedrochem. He says, we have Siyat until now. we so couldn't have the another month, year or something. It should start off on the right foot. And because of that, he took Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva, to the We know the of Damakas. The when he's walking with the Tana'im, who wears Rabbeim, and they were crying when they walked on Harabayis, and they were crying when they heard all these cities on the coast that were celebrating and drinking and playing loud Gaisha music. He's not going to be there celebrating, and we're destroyed. And Rabbi Kiva, each time, laughed. He didn't laugh because he was trying to cheer anybody up. He laughed because he saw, as the Gemara says, as the Puzzig says, if this Nevu is Makuyim down to the kutsa the other Nevu is going to be Makuyim also. Looks like a disaster. The answer is yes. One step forward, two steps backwards, five steps backwards, ten steps backwards. So, I have not spelled this out, but I believe Moshe was asking we need somebody who understands this Yisoid, who can deal with it. I'm not fit for this. I didn't even get back here yet, they're doing Havaruzar. But the aside of Rabbi Kiva is that we have a Tisha B'o, we have a Chorban, we have a second Chorban, and there's still plenty of things that are going wrong. The only way to see past it is, again, go back to Rabbi Lutam, there'll be Yemei Ava and Yemei Sinah. And the only way you survive is trying to get more of the first and less of the second, and learning how to get past it. And the only way why the Chazal, it is Takapel, pel Chazal mandated three weeks, nine days, I guess some of it is many, some of it is Dindar Chazal put a lot into this time of year. Person, Rahman, who is sitting shiva, if he wants to do this for a month, two months, we, we, uh, we give him Musa, he says, get on with your life, pick yourself up and go. The so, Klay the entire Klay should be different, we should be harping on the same thing every single year. So there are two answers. One answer is you have to remember where B'chor Bano to daven harder and do better to bring the Beis Amitish, to bring the Gulu. That's the obvious answer. I think it goes deeper. It's that in every single individual life, every person, every community, and Qay Yisrael in its entirety has to know that there are going to be times that are very, very bad. And as bad as you think it is, and that there's no way anybody is coming back from this, think again. And the only way you're going to know that is if you look at the history and you look at the fact that we're... Again, I was, not, I was born a long time after the war. My parents, grandparents, great-grandparents were here in this country. I have less sheikh as anybody else. We've been here many days. But if you talk to people who have been through it, your parents, your grandparents. You want to know what a hero is? A hero is somebody who survived and had a havamina that they're going to go do this again and rebuild this. A Havamina. mina. Moscow, no, nobody had. No, nobody's wildest dreams to have somebody getting up and talking about this in a basement that's air-conditioned with hundreds of bacham. No one would even, they would think you're shaita. But if you don't learn how bad it was then you don't condition yourself to how bad things can get Rahman Lassan, to know that there's a tomorrow and the next day and if it's not a national tragedy when a bocher or an adult is nichshul rightfully so, they think it's the end of the world they think it's the end of the world and Hashem hates me now and I'm not going to get a kapar for this and I'm not good at this anyway and I knew this and I am trying to convince my Rebem of this the same chad The show where we initial and what we've been through and we can still come back. And unfortunately, the most horrific example in the history of Vietnam is this past Machama. It didn't get worse than this, although the Chorben, well over well over a million people were killed. in the numbers of those times, it might have been a bigger case. But this is more fresher, and the numbers were certainly more than what we've ever, ever had and the destruction was so thorough the fact that anybody who is learning about it and I'm talking to people who are learning about it already cliche but learning about these things is what the nine days and Tisha B'Av are all about to know how bad it can get and how big Yeshua it is when you start again and you make it work within 20, 30, 40, 50 years just copied one example. This is a shmuz with and it's a, a tragic but interesting sugya. When I say interesting, it's, it's nothing but tragic, and we should never know from it. But in terms of the debate, there are two sides of the story. And I wouldn't even discuss this with anybody who went through it or their children. We're now late enough in history. Perhaps to even begin the discussion, it should never be a Gaelum Isa again, but you've all heard of the uh, Warsaw Ghetto uprising. So there's a, a very big debate exactly what role, if any, in terms of Askama, the Gaelum that remained in the ghetto at the time took. The uh, biggest gold in the ghetto at the time, and they had quite a few very, very Hoshuva people there. Was a Menachem Zemba. There are many who quote that when they finally realized that there was only one way out, and that was to Travinko. was not a was not even Auschwitz compared to Auschwitz. You got a chance to work for a limited time. You want Chovinko with just a death camp. They just they just killed everybody as soon as they came in. And that was closest to Warsaw, and that's where everybody went. The Warsaw Ghetto had a half a million eaton in it. Half a million within a very short period, a few months of time, three, four hundred thousand were sent to Juventil kill. It's killed. It's, it's hard to imagine that a very short amount of time. And when they finally realized that very few people got out to be able to tell the story, but there were one or two who let them know what was really going on. And some said at that point, I Menachem Zemba, and if it wasn't him, maybe some others, held that Belez Brera, you get killed anyway, and you have access to arms, so there is a facet of Kiddush Hashem that you don't have to wait till they come get you. And of course, I get an uprising, which was, again, not a Havamina, not in anybody's mind. Not anybody was there, not any historian was looking at the picture. There was no Havamina. This is a battle they can win in any form whatsoever. The is, can you even fight a battle like this for two months, for one month? It lasted about a month. And even that didn't last. They just, the Nazis in Mach Shem the just decided to blow up and burn every single building and just uh, go street by street. That wasn't the point. The point was, there are there were days that held, there were many not yet from, the title Kiddush Hashem, and uh, uh, we can't judge the decision-making process, so they now, but they were looking at, well, why should we just do nothing? And that isn't always the wrong Hashkaflah. He's not mentioning that. Debate: If Amalekim Zemba did hold like that, one of the said he didn't hold like that. The Talmud left the ghetto before the very end. So some say he, his previous position was the fallback position was not to because no one could imagine. We're looking at 2020 in hindsight. Nobody can imagine it could be this bad. It's hard to imagine when you're learning about it, and it happened already. That they were bent on killing everybody so when they said resettled, well what resettled could be very very harsh conditions and maybe some people would get killed doesn't mean they take taken and they killed the, the concept didn't exist but it was slowly sinking in and question is would somebody that most of the fighters were young and strong would they have been more likely to survive had they escaped the ghetto that's not a kasha I'm not asking kashas as or giving terutzum I'm just the saying there were there are two sides of the story Wailenu well, shouldn't be Nagea I'm mentioning it only to talk about the other side, which in the secular world was largely ignored because they didn't know any better. And they look at fighting with arms as the thing to do, and it's not always the thing to do. It might have been the thing to do over here, and it might have been a kishem because there's nothing else you could do. But the fact is, and you've all read stories about this, uh, the tremendous, tremendous... Godless of Pas E, throughout the war, in the camps and the ghettos, what they did and what they went through I'm using the Warsaw Ghetto just to show you, this is before the last of the uprising was, I think they, they estimated around 50,000 left out of 500,000. And they already were building bunkers and they were hiding. They knew the Nazis al-Shamam had a custom. And given the word minig to always come and take load up people on the trains. Dafka, they had special glee in their sadistic view of things, Dafka on a, a Yantif or on a Shabbos, and like they'd give out extra soup on Yom Kippur. This was the Shailal Pidin, whether the whole Tukufa, the Holocaust, had din of Shaz HaShmat with many Navgaminas. It probably wasn't, and that's why they had many coolas, Is it was a person allowed to go with, with uh, Aryan papers? was he allowed to, did it have, were you allowed to dress up like a non-Jew, what you allowed to do. It makes it different Shas not. It wasn't, it was by government decree, by Nazi decree. It wasn't Shas because they couldn't care less if you were from, not yet from, if uh, somebody was a the a secretary of the they couldn't care. So probably wasn't the Shas With that said, the people on the ground were just vicious anti-Semites, the Poles, the Lithuanians, the Nazis, the Germans themselves. And they got a special sadistic Handa, out of torturing from people, whoever was more of a symbol of a Jew, and Dafka torturing them on their, on their holidays when they knew that they were looking to do something else. The pella is, they were right, they were coming, it's Ere Pesach in the ghetto, and they had a feeling they were coming the next day. And there were actually two reasons they were coming the next day one is because it was Pesach. And the other one is they wanted to give uh, a birthday present delivering the ghetto without Yidden. His birthday was coming up. So, they didn't deliver it on the birthday. But, which again, many say, was it the circumstance that nothing else to do? I'm not here to focus on that. The pellet to me is that here you have 50,000 of the last surviving people in the Warsaw Ghetto. Tens of thousands, hundreds Thousands died from disease and famine and everything else, and the rest 350,000 were shipped off to Treblinka. The matsav ruach, the ghetto. Just, just picture whoever was there, was was sick, hungry, depressed. And we have many, many Hashem, many accounts, diaries that are written in the Warsaw Ghetto were hidden, and we have we have access to that. So you got to know what you're reading. You got to know who you're reading. You got to know what, where they're coming from. I, I picked one person I know uh, was, was was legitimate in terms of again anybody there suffered like that is legitimate but in terms of their perspective on what they're choosing to report and this particular short excerpt is from Dr. Hilla Seidman who was a chronicler of a lot of what happened over here and with a pretty balanced view and he says over just Three out of three hundred things that were going on that night—the fact that they were doing bedikas chametz. Bedikas chametz assumes you have bread. I just, just imagine for a moment, Laila, you went to a matzo. Bedikas chametz. Bedikas chametz. They knew the Nazis are coming tomorrow, and they knew they're either rounding them up, or there going to be some shooting, and then they're going to kill everybody. nobody had any, any illusions that anybody was going to survive. And kahavi by the way, anybody who was fighting was either killed when the building collapsed on them, or they were burnt out of the thing, and they had to not, jump out of windows, or they were rounded up and shot. Nobody had any illusions that they were surviving. And there were still thousands of Yiddin doing the Gizhametz, baking matzahs, sitting at their seder. What he describes here as are you, are you sitting at the seder? We're, we're so, it's just, a, it's just a wake-up call, you know, where we're setting up our seder and we do a good job of uh, putting out our finest and that's the din. We, we have to use this time of year to understand the contrast of how bad it was and we're not living a thousand years later and what we have here. And it's a machayev. It's a machayev. It's the sahara. Now, as we mentioned at the beginning, it can't stop us. We have every yeshiva set up and every best magician. We have Svarim and we have Rabbeim and we have Baruch Hashem panosah, and Baruch Hashem klayis, so Learning is exploding. Gavaldi yibu. The Acharias is more, and the Eitzar has to think of something else. So he can't stop us physically right now. We hope that continues. So he has to convince us, yeah, it's not really for you, and you don't have to stag and leave that for the people, long-term learners, long-term learners, everybody's a long-term learner. I hope you will never meet people who aren't in their mind a long-term learner. You have to be a long-term learner. You have to learn your whole life what you're doing in the middle. Everybody's a long-term learner. I don't say that as freely when they call me about a should have. You have to define that. But everybody's a long-term learner. Because we have brocha atbalidai and we got to know what to do with it. Here, they're starving, they're sick, they're about to be killed, just in terms of Yishav how do you do with the kashameds? how do you set up a Seder? Dr. Seidman says, in spite of the horrible conditions, he describes what was going on in some of the bunkers. He walked around and uh, wanted to see it himself. Rabbi Weinberg continues to teach terror in his home until the Germans carried out a brutal operation on the street, which means they sat with the tummy down the table and they heard the shooting outside and they're sitting there sitting there until they get to them. He and his students were literally dragged out of their study and deported to Treblinka on September 2nd, 1942. Volumes of the Talmud remained on the tables, open at the Mesachta Bikurim about which Rabbi Weinberg had written a book called Reishas Bikurim. He, he was there afterwards when they were and this farm was still open. So, how do you... How do you hear shooting outside? Just armadrega uh, is armadrega. But you gotta, you gotta hear this, you gotta understand the next time the Itzhar whispers in your ear, best medjish, you know what, the guy set the air conditioning, it's too hot, it's too cold, one degree over here, one degree over there, and, I, and that, that danish is starting to disappear in my stomach, and I gotta, for us that's, that's an understandable battle. Keep a picture in your mind of somebody sitting learning the Sachadikurm, with shooting and yelling and screaming and burning and the smell of smoke you can hardly breathe, and you know within the next hour or two or three they're gonna come and get you. And they're learning. Saibnin relates I visited the underground world today from afar, I heard the recitation of the Talmud, the Talmud in the ghetto. And a dozen boys sitting at a table avidly discussing the text, completely plunged into another world. Their faces were pale, their eyes aflame. Most of them no longer had any mothers or fathers. They only had their Rebbe, Yehuda Leib Landau, who taught them day and night. And he goes on to explain what happened to them a few hours later. And he goes case by case. One of the cases he related to Zemba was the address for anybody who, from not yet from people gravitating, tells about a doctor who... Belonged to the Bund and was fry his whole life, second generation, and he joined the Gerh Sidim for the last two months, sitting them at the Seder because he said, Whatever is going on, nobody's going to survive. I want to be with the holy people. <laughs> so at the end of the day, most of the people understood what it was all about, and they used to come and ask Shaila, so I'm not from Zembo. One of the Shaila sticks in my mind. The uh, son came to ask, as my mother got papers as a Christian, to go out to the Aryan part of Warsaw. I got her the papers. She's holding the papers. She told me she doesn't want them. She's not going to live as a Christian. She wants to die as a Jew. So I was fighting her. I said, no, you have not taken, them. They're so hard to get. Take them. So she said, go ask Rabbi Zemba, and I'll follow whatever he says. I mentioned before the issue with the Shasashman, not Shasashman, you can't even change a shoelace with Shalas, Shmad. what if you show up as a Polish peasant and they don't know you're Jewish in the first place? That might have nothing to do with the Shalas. That might be Muhtar because they don't know you're Jewish. But often the people got the papers knew she was Jewish and wanted to hide as a Christian. And often that meant just hiding, and sometimes that meant uh, Mama's living as a Christian, going to church. Depends the different roles they had to play. It's a serious shayla. This lady was... I can't call her a Pasha. Years anything but Pasha's. She didn't know the longest Shashashma, Shashma, can't, she can she's dying as a Jew. But if the rabbi tells her it's us, has got to the paper, she'll take him. And uh, the son was pleading with Amenachem Zemba, and Amenachem Zemba told him, He says, what, what do you want me to do? Your mother wants to die as a Jew well, Let her be. But the, the kayach over here to be able to deal with this from Amenachem Zemba's side, and to be able to ask such shaylas, the Shri, who wrote Shalushu's Ma'amakim, one of the few Rabbanim, very few to survive from Lita. Lita had it as bad as Poland was, uh, 95% Lita was 99%. Lithuanians were even better than what they did in the Poles. And he said he remembers a fellow was going out also, Pesach, and he was going out and he was trying to get flour to bring into the ghetto to make matzahs. It was sakanas, the every step of the way, bringing it in, baking it. Shadows what the heter there is, it's not the harvayavar. The heter is that uh, they needed, this was their uprising. Mafuki the gun, including the gun, doesn't make a difference. This is their uprising. They're here to show that we're going to do this come what, and that's the Kiddush Hashem. And he was caught coming back to the ghetto. This is uh, not the Warsaw ghetto. This is in Lita and the Kovno ghetto. And the Nazis beat him up and knocked out every single tooth. And he came back all bloody. He went straight to our grocery. And he said, I have a Hasidic background. I never ate Gabrucks. I want to know, can I eat Gabrucks? Because I can't chew. Who would think of such a... Shayla is just. Uh, who would even think? Who would, he was just beaten up. He almost died. He has not any teeth. We would say the uh, reaction of anybody short of a malach is not to go to the rabb first and ask about a shayla about gabrocks. Everybody knows gabrocks is a chumrah. It's a hele chumrah. It's a minig. He says no. I have the minig and we don't take our malachum lightly. So he says he wants to know. I can't eat it any other way. Should I be eating gabrocks or should we say shevat tassa? I'm not of the mitzvah. This is what we're supposed to be focusing on. In a way, again, not La Fuke, the Chorban, by Shane, all the other tragedies. This is still the most fresh. And these people could have been your great-grandparents. Could have been your grandparents. And the fact that you see over here that at the end of the day, a Yid understands that something can be difficult, something can be very difficult, That doesn't mean I'm not supposed to be focused on it and trying to succeed. You can't give up. Even though there was nothing to live for and they knew they weren't going to live, but as long as they're still here, they're going to make a Roshim. I have any science for today. I have any science for the next hour. What do I do with this hour? So these are very powerful. It shouldn't get you depressed. These are very powerful tools. Look around. I'm just as spoiled as you are. But look around. Next time Yitzhah wants you to do something else besides the focus and you're learning, you're ruchni, you say, it's too difficult. Well, is it more difficult than error of Pesach, error of the uprising, error of the expulsion of the Warsaw Is it more difficult than the Kavna Is it more difficult than Shavlinka? So you say, well, I, I, can't, I can't live like that. You know, we can't live like that. And Baruch Hashem Hashem not asking us to live like that. He's asking us to take an inspiration from the most horrific points to learn that you can do a lot more than you think you can under desperate circumstances. And Baruch Hashem, these circumstances aren't desperate. We're out of time a while ago. So I will stop here. I will mention that in my eyes, I don't think people sometimes accuse me of being an optimist. Pretty nasty. Accusation. Um, I happen to think it's not a bad term. I, I tell them I'm working on it. I wish I were more of an optimist. I'm more of an optimist, and uh, I wouldn't have any Yemei Sina and Yemei Ava. I'd only have Yemei Ava. But I'm working on it. Optimism is great. We wouldn't be here as clients if we didn't have it. However, I really believe that I'm only being a realist. What the difference is, you'll have to ask your uh, rabbi. But uh, I believe a realist is a very, very even-keeled, honest look at what's going on. And what I see day in and day out is bochrom, adults, parents, children, steiging. I'm very impressed. Mama Steiging. One conversation I told you before, I have 50 of them a week, of people who want to know, he's a mentor, You want to learn. I'm doing this to upon also. Is this a message? I should do this. Should do this. That's a ruchli, let a question. How do I look at it? What does the Koshbacha want me to do? That's the question you should be asking yourself every single day. But not, what should I do for next week, month, next month, next year, next two years, next five years? What should I do this morning? What should I do after Bechs What should I do for benching? I had a counselor, a head counselor, not in this camp. Wouldn't be in this camp. It wasn't any of the fine camps you know, so don't try to guess. But he came to complain to me that he has a little bit of a problem. He wants to know, uh, should he um, serve like mezenis bread? I said, bread, what's that? Never heard of it. He said, why would you want to serve mezzaninez bread? It hardly exists. And if you kaveh a suda, you guys know this in can camp up with this is like, uh, So I, I didn't know somebody's asking. You're asking me about Zed. I gave 50 shirin on mezzaninez bread. He said, no, 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 the campers aren't benching. So is it less living either if I serve mezzaninez bread? And I said, no, because you have to train them. They're walking around right out benching. These are the races already. Okay, it's machlokes and then again, if it's a void, it could be eitzi with an al But I said, rather serve sushi. It's more expensive. At least sushi is only a bracha. disaster what bracha shine? you make? There's still people trying to convince me the rice is or the fish is. Ichor. I don't know what you guys are eating, but the the rice, the fish can't be tussle if you're buying it for the fish and the rice. Certainly not tufol because the rice is al shem sushi, mikra. The sushi is the whole matzias is the rice. So okay, it's a bracha we shine At least it's a brain The flashes. I said, you, you can't walk away with this and die. There's certain potatoes just in that one. you got to fix it up. So how do I fix it up? They're not benching. They're walking away the activity activities, this, that, and the other. I said, I'm a little surprised. These are younger kids, but still, they're 11-year-old, 12-year-old I said, not only do they have to bench, they have to bench the kavana. Tell them it's a school for Panasa. It's a real school listed in the Rishonim, Say for That usually gets people motivated. Although with the kids, they say, what does that do with me? It's my father's issue. But when my sir, I said, everybody has a price, so why don't you make a contest and bribe them? He said, no, nah, they're, they're, they're going to say they're too old for it. I said, I have very few people refusing money. Try it. <laughs> what I'm trying to bring across is that there's a way to get yourself motivated in every single category. you got to know which incentives work and which mindset works, what do you have to remember, and which lines you have to remember, which sound bites. And you've got to remember at the end of the day, we have the greatest opportunity for bracha, whether it's optimism or realism, the greatest amount of learning probably going on in the world since Bayasheni. It's a bigger achrayist, but it's part and parcel of the achrayist, to understand there's yechidim. You're here to do your own learning at your own pace, your own growth, your own kadusha, your own ruchnius. And as soon as you compare yourself too much to the next person, you've been convinced by the Zahara that it's just going to end up causing yir, our job is to figure out what we can do, take a bite-size, one hour, one meal, one benching, one davening, one seder at a time, and amidst mitzvah will be matzliach, and we'll be uh, bringing the gula quicker and closer. I think